Hello and welcome to Art Witch, the podcast where creativity, magic, and healing align for personal and collective liberation. I'm your host, Zanetta, and welcome. Art Witch aims to provide resources for creative empowerment, helping folks make and share their art and also find their authentic expression. In this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of artists, witches, and healers, as well as experts in various art industries and related fields, all with the intention of helping folks share their art and their unique magic with the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Zanetta, and it is such an honor and a blessing to be with you today. Today's reading is a creativity tarot reading. It is a moment for us to gather in the blessing of your creative amazingness and to see what energies are coming up in the next lunar cycle what the moons have to share with us, what story is being woven as we journey through this cycle. I know that many of you have been listening for quite a while since this podcast aired in October 2020, and I want to say thanks so much for tracing the energies and just observing the universe with me. It's really, really joyful to hear how these readings track with all of you. Before we get started on today's reading, I just want to have a moment to gather ourselves to come into connection, to bring this space into being in a place that is really, really rooted in love and find some ease, some calmness in this moment. A lot has been kicked up, a lot has been happening, and I know that you all are really amazing at I want to say energetic management. You find ways to come back to your center, to come back to yourselves. And I want to also kind of double down on that and make sure that even before we start this reading, we have some spaciousness and some loving rootedness supporting us. So I'm just going to take a breath here. I invite you to do the same if it feels good to put a hand on the heart or your feet on the ground feel the loving connection to the ground and just feeling earth's blessing earth's connection earth's love Wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing that moment with me and grounding this reading in what truly matters, right? Much of our work in the Art Witch community is unraveling what doesn't matter and returning and reclaiming what does. Art, community, care, all those things really matter. Achievement ideas that are based off of a false sense of success, (laughs) 
and uh, constant gnawing and chasing after things which we already have within us. That's a lot of what we dispel in this community. So it feels good to start from love, to start from that place. And we are in the lover's year, as I mentioned in our last episode. So we're always returning to love in some way, shape, or form this year. That could be said for every other year, but this one seems especially, um, especially like that's the message coming through. So I have a couple announcements, some really exciting things that are happening before we get started on the reading. First thing I want to say is that I am opening up Creative Liberation Tarot readings this March. These readings are especially for those who need support on blocking their creativity, their expression, kind of letting the flow, the sacred flow of your creative um, energy and fire to kind of return. I know it's really hard and it's easy to find yourself in a space where maybe you're in stagnancy or it's just hard to make things or create or even to dream or be inspired. And so these readings are really designed to support people's creative liberation. You do not have to identify as an artist. You don't have to be a professional or have a specific project. You know, your work doesn't have to be out in the public. It can be any way that you feel your creativity um, is ready to kind of have more space, kind of move and kind of grow. And if you need help with that, these readings are really specifically for that. If you want a one-on-one session with me, then this is the time to do it. I actually have a really major project coming up that will pretty much see me um, kind of out of tarot readings for the next few months, at least. So if you are really, really interested in this, this is the time I'm going to be opening up readings this week to my early bird list, and then my newsletter will go out. And once they are booked up, they are booked up, and that is it. So I look forward to reading for those of you who are going to sign up. And if you have any questions, you can always email me um, at soundartmagic at gmail.com. Wonderful. Okay. Second announcement is that I have a new YouTube video coming up. Yes. A new YouTube video coming up this week on imposter syndrome. I am so excited to bring this work out into the world because this is one of the number one things that comes up in tarot readings. And it is one of the biggest challenges that I have worked with and continue to work with in my creative magical journey. I will not be giving a ton of advice. I am just going to share my story. I'm going to share how I work with it. I'm going to share what do I do um, and just kind of put it out there with the hope that anyone who's listening finds it um, clarifying and gives them more insight into their own struggles or challenges with imposter syndrome. So keep an eye out this week. That's on my YouTube channel, Sound Art Magic. I'll leave the link in the description bar down below. And then finally, I want to say a big thank you to the Patreon folks and a special welcome to our latest Patreon member, Sophia. 
Thank you so much for supporting this podcast, for supporting my work, and just, you know, being part of the community. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, let's get into the reading. So for those of you who are new, I do the same exact reading every lunar cycle. It's called The Door, the Lock, and the Key. It's a three-card spread where each card kind of has a certain question that goes with it. The door is the first card, and that is essentially what are we being invited into in this lunar cycle that maybe we're not currently accessing. You know, it's a way of evolving. It's it's an idea that um, is being presented to us that maybe we, you know, are really available for now. What is coming up through this lunar cycle that we are being invited into around our creativity and our magic, etc.? The second card is called the lock. This is essentially the challenge card or what is blocking us from answering the invitation of the first card. And then the third card is the key. What is that tangible thing we can do? What is that next action step that will help us step into that invitation? This lunar cycle starts today on March 2nd, the new moon in Pisces, and sees us all the way through March 31st, where there will be another new moon on April 1st. There is a full moon in Virgo on March 18th. So we have this really, really lovely moment of mutable energy. We are in the last sign season of the zodiac year, the astrology year. Um, So we have some interesting things going out, some interesting things that we are letting go of. And um, this is a good moment to do some serious release work um, and realignment work. If you have a practice with magic, ritual, or you you do spells, anything like that, visualizations, you know, anything where you're trying to transform your, um, your experience using energy and, um, intention and, you know, some kind of process, be it ritual or something like that meditation, this could be a really lovely moment for you. This could be a lovely, lovely moment for you to realign and reconnect with that, which is most sacred to you, that, which is your intention and the world that you would like to actually exist in. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a lot there around that. And I think as we get into the cards, you'll probably feel where this exactly kind of lines for you and shapes up. What do you see yourself doing and how do you see yourself working with the energies of this moment? Granted, not every moon and not every cycle is something that we work with. Not every planetary moment is something that we you know, stop in our tracks and bust out our candles and our wands. But, (laughs) but, um, but this moment feels especially potent for doing magic. It's very spiritual. I do think Pisces season brings a lot of amazing spiritual, creative, um, inspired energy and you can wield that. You can work with it and um, invite it to teach you some things and invite it to change what needs to be changed. 
um, especially with these two mutable signs like Pisces is the mutable water sign and Virgo on that full moon is the mutable earth sign. We have these energies of transformation, of um, death and rebirth, of letting go that are coming through and they are here to support you if you allow them to. <clears throat> so always, always check in with yourself obviously before doing spells and things like that, but please know that that is there and is available. The invitation for this lunar cycle, the first card, the door that we are being invited to step into is the four of pentacles in reverse. Ooh, I really, really, really am just thankful that this card came through because if there was any doubt about how to let go or what to let go of, we are really, really getting some help here. We're getting some help from spirit. So the four of pentacles in reverse brings up letting go of perfectionism, letting go of our need to control things um, to, to an intense extent, to an extent that is limiting or narrowing um, and that is blocking us from moving forward and flowing. For in this moment, in this reversal moment, it's like we're holding on to something that's pretty temporal. We're holding on to something that, you know, frankly, it's it's not even going to be something you you remember like maybe five weeks from now or five years from now or, f or five months even. You know, like this this is a temporary moment. This is a moment where. Um, whatever need and attachment need is being activated and is kind of intensified, maybe even a little hypervigilant, um, <clears throat> whatever that is, it is very temporary. So the behavior and the action that we take has to be temporary as well. Like, yeah, we get activated. It happens. It's part of life, yada, yada. But, you know holding on as if like this is this is like um you know really really an intense moment or something you know that's like so critical or crucial or something i think that that is ready to kind of um be seen for what it is be seen as a temporary moment in the larger scheme of things um four is pretty early on in the journey right like it's not the landing place <laughs> so whatever is being released in this cycle, whatever is being invited to be released in Pisces season, I want you to just think for a second and think about the many, many iterations of yourself and your art and your creative projects and the things that you've done. How many iterations and incarnations have um, emerged and died, emerged and died over and over and over again. How many lifetimes of an artist have you experienced? You know, no one project, no one object, no one offering that you bring into the world is seminal, definitive, and fixed. It is all mutable, all changing, and all transforming as a part of a continuous thread of life, rebirth, death, decay. It's happening, it's moving, it's growing, it's changing 
always, even when we put something out and we say, here's my album, here's my exhibit, here's this project, here's this business. Even if we do that, even at that landing moment, it's still changing. It's changing by how it moves through the world. It changes by who interacts with it. It changes by how we understand it, how things are just, they're informing each other. My therapist always says, you know, we know ourselves through relationships. And I love that because it's like the work is never finished. The work is never finished. So here's, here's the question, right? Like if the work is never finished and the work is constantly evolving through the relationships and the interactions that it has out in the world, then what does that mean when we give our attention and energy to a work, to a project, to a business, to a piece of art, to a performance, to a song? Is it the kind of energy that needs to be perfection? Does it have to be just so? Does every piece have to be just so? We talk a lot in magical circles, communities, um, about alignment, but alignment does not necessarily just mean refinement. It doesn't just mean like that everything is just so because we have handpicked and curated everything and just, you know, all the details. Sometimes that's really lovely. And I appreciate, oh, oh, I appreciate the care and the energy of care and time that people place into their work. It is one of the most heavenly experiences here on earth to go and feel when someone has put so much depth of care into their work that you're like, oh, I am held. I am held by it. But this four of pentacles in reverse is saying, you know, there is such a thing as too much of that. There is such a thing as putting too much emphasis on alignment or too much emphasis on having things just so or too much emphasis on a a curatorial energy when we are called by the creative fire that moves from spirit into us and out into the world it was never meant to stay within us the four of pentacles in reverse cautions us it's a cautionary tale of when the energy is almost hoarded when the energy is almost staying within the 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 bodily limits of our being and never moves past the four never goes on to the five never sees its way to the six or the seven or the eight or the nine or the ten the energy is not meant to just be held within us and this is really really important because it can turn um it can turn into anxiety. It can turn into um, a festering experience. It can be very intense to hold creative fire within, to try to even hold back your channel and to hold back the flow of channeling sometimes can be um, really, really dangerous for the self and your well-being as an individual. Uh, I don't mean to, you know, kind of give anyone any scary vibes or anything but 
I want to say that this particular card and this invitation says we can move the energy. We can let it shift. We can let it transform. We can be transformed. We can be transformable. We are changing beings. And that is okay. Oftentimes, when the perfectionist mindset comes up, we're in a place of how we would like people to experience our work. You have a vision of what that work looks like in relation to being out in the world, how people will receive it, how people will receive you, how people will perceive you, how people will um, show you love, show interest, reject you, <laughs> like all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of um, kind of, uh, I want to say they're almost like illusions or like they're, they're kind of like projections of what your, um, what you think is going to happen when this work gets released into the world. And, um, that can be really, really, how do I want to put it? Um, it can be really distracting. It can really take us out of what is most helpful. It can take us into a space of fear. It can take us into a space of um, trying to uh, lock things down, have stability, have control, make sure that like everything's just so, so that like when it does go out in the world, it's going to be safe. It's going to be okay. It's going to be, you're going to be okay. You're going to be safe. The integrity of your sacred vision is going to be um, understood and received. You know, a lot of people, I think when they get into perfectionism, they're scared of harming other people with their work too. They're scared of like the impact, you know, like what if someone gets offended? What if someone like, you know, I, I, I rub someone the wrong way. What if this is like not okay? What if something about this, you know, is harmful or there's like a complexity around it. And we, we have to see that in this challenge card is being, um, something that we can know, understand and be aware of and also not respond to. So if, if you want to start to work with this in a very specific way, in a very intentional way, start to become aware of when you are over investing your energy in controlling an outcome of your work, in making something just so, in perfectionism. Try to become aware of when perfectionism is happening in your creative process. Is it you spent too much time on that logo? Is it that you are, you know, hemming and hawing over fonts? <laughs> you know, is it that, you know, you could have sent that out four iterations ago, but you're still working on it. What's, what's like keeping your energy tied down and keeping the creative fire tamped down. What's doing that, you know? What, when is that happening in your process? That is going to be very, very important. So it's like before you try to change anything, just become aware, right? Because oftentimes the awareness will see you through and you'll say, oh man, I, I guess I did spend a lot of time on that. 
I wonder why. And then you can kind of examine your feelings around that and see, oh, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of worried about what this will do and, and yada, yada. And so here's where the third card comes in. This is like the, the tangible key. This is the thing that's going to help us unlock perfectionism in this cycle. It's the king of wands, upright. So the king of wands is aware of the ecosystem and the way the energy moves throughout the ecosystem. Consider sunlight and the energy of the sun moving throughout an ecosystem, you know, moving through plants, moving through animals, how it's transferred, how it's shared, how it circulates. Similarly with our art, the creative energy that moves through us from inspiration to ideas, to creating, to sharing, all of that is a circulation of energy and a part, a vital part of the ecosystem that we exist in. You may think that your artwork exists as just this kind of experience that is within your kind of realm, your own being, your own sphere, but it doesn't. Even if you never shared your art with the world, even if it was never a public affair at all, it's still energy that is moving. There's some form of it coming through you and being externalized. We are using all definitions of expression, all ways of expressing from sharing from a, to a few friends, to sharing out into the public, to just merely making the thing and having it be out into the world, to offering it to the land spirits, whatever it is, all formats of sharing are being called in right now with this King of Wands. We are not limiting ourselves to whether or not there is a public gaze, an audience, um, if people approve of it, reject of it, we don't care about that. But we do know that from this higher vision of the King of Wands, like a hawk circling over the forest and seeing the broader picture of life and what is going on, we can see that actually our work has a divine design, timing, and intelligence to it, which is sentient and wise. It knows when to move. It knows how to move. It knows what wants to go somewhere. This is not purely about us as individuals and whether or not we feel okay, but it is about the greater system of energy and flow. And that light, that energy that comes through you and in inspiration and moves in your creative alchemy through your body and out through your process, oh, it is healing, nurturing, and essential to the world. So what does that mean? How do we share? How does perfectionism get reframed in this idea of ecosystem care? Perfectionism becomes a process that stalls and kind of hinders the flow of care and energy in the ecosystem. If we weigh 
the benefits of moving the energy, of circulating the energy, of sharing the work, of bringing it out and externalizing it to the benefits of keeping a hold on it, keeping control on it, you know, having it be just so, uh, trying to achieve that perfectionist state. The energy does not get to go where it needs to go. It doesn't get to live as it needs to live, moving and transforming through being to being to being to being. And we don't get a chance to be transformed. We don't get a chance to feel that um, that flow. You know, there's a healthiness about just letting things go, letting things move, letting them flow. Sometimes there's a far more benefit from just getting a work out rather than holding on to it. And this lunar cycle, I think that's a really, really big theme for us, right? What are the things that just need to get out? What are the things that you may have been holding on to for quite a bit of time, or you've been holding back on for quite a bit of time that are ready to just flow? You know, if it's something that you don't want to revisit, fine, let it go. Let it be. Let that rest. Let it lay to rest, essentially. But if it's something that you feel like needs to be brought into the world and needs to be realized, then how can you do so and just let it ride? You know, this King of Wands has a lot of energy and so does this King of Cups. They both have energy movement, yet the four wants to hold it, wants to hold it back, wants to keep things in this more placid state where the energy is um, almost like a there's a valve on the energy and it's the valve is turned off right now. You know, the spigot is turned off and the intensity of that, I don't know. I imagine many of you, if this is resonating for you, you feel the intensity in your inner being of not realizing that restive, creative energy that wants to come through you. Um, I use that word specifically, restive, because there's a really great Mary Oliver quote that talks about, you know, um, the the frustration for people who have had that kind of creative calling and felt that restive power or energy and then didn't get a chance to realize it and how that can really greatly impact our mental health or well-being or physical well-being you know the energy takes its toll on our physical bodies when we are holding it all in and as someone who has lived several different kinds of creative existences (laughs) and has lived many artistic lifetimes in one lifetime. I have went for years not making my own art and I have lived getting paid for my art and I have lived, you know, identifying as an artist and not identifying as an artist. I've kind of ran the gamut. And I'll say this, the years that I didn't, I, that I didn't create, And I didn't feel like I could move that energy. What really ended up happening was I suffered internally. 
a great deal. I suffered a great deal and I couldn't always understand where that was coming from, but so much of it was just an inner pain of holding this creative energy and dream within me for so long. So do yourself a favor. If you can externalize this lunar cycle, please do, you know, externalize in the ways that make you feel like you are stretching, that you are testing your own boundaries, testing your own expanses, seeing where you can spread your wings a little bit more. If you feel called to share in a public sphere, know that this message is not about whether or not people like your work, but more about whether or not the energy is moving and the artwork gets to live and gets to soar and gets to fly. So take this in steps if you have to, take it in pieces if that's the way to go. If you feel like you just need to move and groove, great. Let the fire of the king of wands kind of see you through this. But, you know, come back to that higher perspective. It's not about individual process as much as it's a process that's happening on a larger scale. And what is our role when we make art? I kind of believe that art is really one of the ways we show care and it's one of the deepest ways we are able to connect with one another. And so the idea of perfectionism limiting our um, agency to share our work, it just makes me think about how the care and the connection is being limited. And that, to me, really, really should be addressed on some level. So we're in Pisces season, we're in the mutable um, moment, and we have a lot of perspective coming through to help us into the next astrological year, into airy season. You know, this water, this king of cups as the challenge in Pisces season, transitioning into Aries season. Aries season will, you know, see us through here. Yeah, we are, we're going through a a moment where we're letting go of what's not supporting us and we're embracing what does. So I hope these messages were helpful. I hope this reading kind of unfolds in greater clarity as you're journeying through this lunar cycle. I know that one of the greatest parts about working with the tarot is to build a relationship with these archetypal figures and really build a relationship with the wisdom that comes through them. So I invite you to please work collaboratively, work creatively, work experientially with them you know, try different processes of working with the King of Wands, um, not just as, you know, a message that is just landing at your 
at your feet, but something that you can actually um, start to play with and experiment with and see what the King of Wands wants to create with you during this lunar cycle. Um, I personally like to think of the court cards, the kings, the pages, the queens, the knights as ways of being approaches to things. So how would the king of wands approach, you know, making art? How would the king of wands approach and conceptualize art making? What would they do? How would they activate, you know, wands being a very active suit? So that's just a little inspiration here at the end. Um, and I just want to say thanks so much for listening. If you really enjoyed this podcast and just enjoy these episodes in general, please feel free to write a review. They are amazing to read. I've read some really sweet ones recently, and I know that a lot of folks listen in. We are at over 10,000 downloads of this podcast now which is beyond amazing to see how many people around the world listen um, to each episode. And we have really been growing. And I think we've really been growing because people leave reviews and they share it with friends and they say, hey, check this out. This is pretty fun. I think you'll like this. (laughs) So If you would please leave a review, that would be so, so appreciated. And it's so, so helpful. Um, And then also, please check out the description bar down below for information about tarot readings this month. I won't be opening my readings up until summer or even fall. So if you really want to get a reading in with me, now is the time for sure. Uh, And also check out that latest video on my YouTube channel about imposter syndrome. I know that this reading kind of almost even, you know, nudges against that. So that will be a really cool compliment, I think, to what came through this reading. But thank you all so much for listening. And I just appreciate connecting with you in this really deep way. And I appreciate all that we create. The boundless energy and power and magic of this community and the art that we create. And I believe in how essential and how necessary our artwork is. So if you're finding yourself at all in this lunar cycle questioning that, just know that this space is holding it down for you. Anyhow, have a wonderful lunar cycle and take care. If you enjoyed today's episode of Art Witch, please consider subscribing or writing a review. Each and every little bit helps spread the word to more and more people.